0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mohamed Ilianousi looks set for a Celtic return. Rangers thank fans for 40,000 season ticket renewals and SFA President Rod Petrie is stepping down temporarily. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon Diel. Yeah, good news for Celtic and Rangers if Ilianousi can get them over the line. I think the first priority for me would be the goalkeeping situation, Alison. I'm sure Neil Lennon's looking at that very carefully. Mm-hmm. He would like that deal done and put to bed. And also, you know, the the way things are just now, uh, financially for a lot of people out there, for Rangers to be over 40,000 season tickets is absolutely incredible, the support. But it's not just Rangers. Other clubs out there, the fans are digging deep and helping the clubs, which is fantastic news. And uh, obviously Rod Petrie is stepping down from the SFA. So um, a lot to talk about tonight, I think. You can give us a call tonight, of course, on 01419511025. A word about Rod Petrie, first of all. He is stepping down as the SFA president temporarily on health grounds. He's um, recovering from an illness. It could be weeks, maybe months before he returns. So Mike Mulraney, who is vice president, will take over on an interim basis, Gordon. Yeah, the Alawa chairman. Uh, he's been about the scene for a while. Uh, he's been on this show talking a few times, Alison, about different uh, things going on in Scottish, Scottish football. Um, so we just wish Rod Petrie all the very, very best and uh, a quick recovery. And, um, you know, it's time just to move on and uh, see what happens next. Let's start with Celtic and it's reports from Norway saying that Mohamed Ilianousi will be back at Celtic next season. The winger has, of course, returned to Southampton after his loan spell last season, but it looks like Gordon, he could be returning to Glasgow on loan for another season. Yeah, I think it'd be a big good signing. He knows the club now. Uh, he knows the Scottish game. Yes, he did have a, a couple of injury problems, um, but he's a very talented boy. He's a good player and um, he can play one or two positions as uh, we've seen in the past uh, usually out in the wide left area Alison uh, I think that's his best position but he's played through the middle he's played off the striker as well so I think that would be good news I think that Neil Lennon would be happy with that because you want players in that know how you work what style of football you play to yeah. what the club's all about he's obviously watched Elianusi that can handle the, the pressures of playing with a club the size of Celtic in front of the supporters okay we won't have uh, that sort of amount of supporters in uh, just now but it's still a big club and going for 10 in a row there's a lot of pressure on both Celtic and Rangers so I think Neil Lennon would be delighted to secure his uh, services for next season Yeah keeping Ilianusi would that be a position when you look at the Celtic squad at the moment he needs to strengthen in terms of you know bringing Ilianusi or or someone back Well with Johnny Hayes leaving and going to Aberdeen I think it leaves you know them a bit short in that area uh, They've still got Mikey Johnson who mm-hmm. started the season against St Johnston we were there Alison when uh, Celtic was at 7 or something mm-hmm. he, he yeah. scored opening goal he was terrific that day uh, but for a young lad and Neil Lennon likes Mikey Johnston really does so Injury for him as well. Injury for him as well. But you need a bit of competition. These clubs, with the amount of games that they're going to have to get through, and they'll come thick and fast. And I think that you've got to have at least two quality players for each position. And I'm sure that if Celtic do get Ilyanusin 
uh, loan then with him and, and Mikey Johnston they'll be covered in that area You mentioned the goalkeeping situation we've discussed it already this week and last week as it, as it continues to rumble on and of course every Celtic fan I think wants Fraser Forster back yeah, I think every Celtic fan, everyone concerned with Celtic, every you know the management team, I think want him back. He's a massive, massive player for them. It's just all down to finances, probably. Alison, uh, he is on a lot of money at Southampton. We know that, um, but I just don't think there's a future there for him. Mm-hmm. But football changes very quickly. You know, if someone can get injured, you can get an opportunity, you can get in, you can take that chance and all of a sudden you find yourself the number one goalkeeper. With Craig Gordon leaving, you've still got Bain there. Now, I think Bain's a, a decent enough goalkeeper uh, to be a number two. I was going to say, as a number two, yeah. you don't see him as being the, well, no, the first well, choice. Well, I don't, which he was for a spell. Yes, and I don't think he's uh, sort of a... Well, in a lot of games you would say, look, the goalkeeper was to blame Brendan Rodgers really liked him as a goalkeeper um, so I think he's he's a kind of keeper that yeah number two and I think you put good pressure on uh, the number one goalkeeper because Neil Lennon knows that he can step in there and play 10, 12, 15 games no problem and also when you're a Celtic goalkeeper there's some games especially at Celtic Park where you're not really tested a lot so um, I think Scott Bain's good enough but I'm sure every Celtic uh, fan would uh, prefer Fraser Foster to be back in goals next season. You say that at times, and of course, at times goalkeepers aren't tested that much at Celtic Park, but then in that case, that's when you actually need a keeper of top quality that's ready to react when they are. Yeah, well, there are going to be games where the goalkeeper will be tested. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, if you go to places like Ibrox and Pataudry's and and Easter Roads and, and you know teams like that so you're going to be tested and you do get the occasion at Celtic Park when teams come there and are very positive uh, they'll create one or two chances um, but Fraser Foster is a top class goalkeeper there's no doubt in that and every Celtic fan would want him in the goals and Celtic fans I can bring you breaking news it is confirmed that Mohamed Ilianusi is back at Celtic on another loan deal for next season yeah, I think Celtic fans will be happy with that. I'd be interested to hear any of their comments tonight, Alison, uh, if they think that's a positive move. I certainly do. Um, I liked him when he came up at first. As you said, he got a, a couple of injuries. Have Celtic fans still to see the best of him because they didn't so. see a lot of him? Well, it, sometimes it takes a little bit more time uh, depending on the player. And the Hamilton Ackes, he made his debut away. That yeah, was the first yeah, we saw him. It takes, it takes time sometimes to bed into a, a club, especially size of Celtic. And the pressure that's on you week in, week out. The competition that's there to keep your place. And also this season coming up with the 10 in a row. Uh, a lot, lot of pressure on him. But he now knows the Scottish game. He now knows the club. And I think you will see the best of him next season. Does that loan signing in terms of Celtic as a loan signing but show their intent, their determination going into what is a massive season, as we say, for Celtic and also a massive season for Rangers? Yeah, I think um, the fact that if you look at the price now, I think you're looking around about what, 15, 16 million Southampton paid for them. Yeah. So there's no way that Celtic were going to pay that money. So the loan um, system has worked perfectly for them. The, they'll probably still have to pay a hefty loan f- uh, fee for, uh, to Southampton, mm-hmm. Southampton for him, sorry. And the lad's, you know, his wages as well. But I think he'll be worth that sort of investment. Especially, as I said, Alison, there's going to be a lot of games, a lot of important games, 
And you need a massive squad And what you need Is you need quality Because in the first year You heard the Rangers manager Talking about When he looked at his bench He wasn't confident enough With the lads that were coming on That had the same ability As the lads that were That started on the pitch So every manager wants that Same quality um, For t- two players in each position And I think with Mikey Johnston And El Yanusi, I certainly think they've got that Celtic fans, you can tell us what you think about Elianusi staying at Celtic for another season, 01419511025. Gordon, we were discussing that about the goalkeeper situation, Fraser Forster. Now, Joe Hart has been linked, David Marshall's now been linked with a return to Celtic. You just think it's a matter of time before Arthur Boric is mentioned as well. Yeah, you'll get that until uh, something really happens with Fraser Foster. Uh, the Celtic have to know one way or another. You're looking at names. Uh, obviously, Joe Hart's left uh, Burnley now. You know, David Marshall, keepers like that. Uh, I don't think there'll be a problem uh, picking up a goalkeeper. And it'll be interesting, you know, what the opinions of the Celtic fans are because if Scott Bain had to start the season as number one, I don't think that's the worst and 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 you're going to have Alison, you know, because he's a capable goalkeeper. Let's be let's be honest here. Let's go on to the lines and Brian and Sterling has given us a call tonight. Hello, Brian. Hello, good evening, Alison. Hello and good evening to your show panel. Hello, Brian. Anyway. Brian, I, I know you want to talk about Fraser Forster, but just initially as a Celtic fan, Mohamed Elianusi staying for another season. What's your reaction to that? Incredible. The man's the man's got something of that X factor that you know, and if we can get him fit and a good run in the team, he's a brilliant fit for Scottish football. He's really, really tricky, really quick. He has a brilliant turn of pace and he's got a great eye for football. So that's a brilliant bit of business. Um, you know, you want these people in on a, on a permanent basis, but I mean, I think he was something like sixteen, seventeen million down down England. That's mm-hmm. a pretty decent football player, you know. So well done Celtic there. Um, I feel, you know, I want to talk about uh, two things. Goalies, 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 goalies tonight because uh, I'd like to say thank you very much um, to Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon gave us six brilliant years. Um, that was a guy who came in and, you know, like, you know, these people that we're talking about in the show that are that possibilities of coming in. That was a guy that came into the cold after three years, the injuries, and just no good luck. And then when he came to Celtic, people said, Oh, wait a minute, a few eyebrows are raised. But I'd just like to publicly say, as a Celtic fan, thank you very much, big man. But Celtic must pull out the stops. Uh, talismanic players only come along once in a blue moon. And I want to talk about a, a real a real shining point of the season last year, mm-hmm. um, which, kind of, which kind of defined the end of the season as well for me. Um, Rangers were playing pretty decent football. Celtic were playing pretty decent football. In fact, we were actually better than the season previous. Rangers obviously had galloped forward in a lot of ways and they were a real threat. And come to the League Cup final, I mean, really it was a toss of the coin as to who could have won that. And on the day, Rangers were very unlucky not to win it. They, they were unlucky and they were also up against the heroics of one Fraser Foster. Now, Foster, for me, just... Foster, sorry... Um, epitomise everything that is the right man at the right time at the right club. He he gives he gives that defence a, 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 a confidence. He gives the midfield a confidence. He, he works and he, he he's a giant a man I stood next to him. So we must pull out all the stops and I know that Celtic will because as I say they're no 
that's a, a you know, like the passion is the guys that own it. They are saying, you know, right man, right club, right time, let's get this deal done. It's up to Southampton. It's Southampton that's stalling. I'm sure Fraser wants to be there. I know Celtic wants to be there. I know Celtic fans want them to be there. And they disrespect to the Joe Harps or and I mean we Benny, he'd be brilliant. And you're right, if Benny was to start the season, I would have no qualms whatsoever because he never let us do any time he was there. But get Fraser. I think, yeah, I think you make a great point about goalkeepers, especially for defenders. Um, if you know that, you know, forwards are going to buy your midfield, mm-hmm. then you've got every confidence in your goalkeeper. It makes such a difference. It really does. And Celtic defence certainly have confidence. The same way as Rangers will have so much confidence, McGregor at the back as well. Goalkeepers are very, very important. I think it'll just come down to finances, Alison. Wages could be a stumbling block as well. If you look at what he's, Fraser Forster, is being paid at Southampton, even even if he wants to come back, if you say to somebody, I I don't know, you need to half your wage or or something like that, I I know he still gets a a lot of money, Mm -hmm. more more money than most of us could dream of getting, but anyone taking a massive salary cut, yeah, as much as as much as I do agree that Fraser Foster would love nothing better than to come back and sign a permanent deal with Celtic, uh, especially with with the excitement of next year, um, going for that uh, ten in a row, uh, I think he would want to be a massive partner. But you're right. You, you, as much as it's very easy for us to say, well, if a player's on seventy grand, take thirty five. What's it? What's what's the problem? You know, you're still getting thirty five, but it just doesn't work with that. You yeah. know, it, it's just, and it's just human nature that if you're on that sort of money, then you're going to be, you know, to take that sort of a, say fifty forty percent wage cut, it's a massive hit on you. As but much as we're standing here saying we'd love to get even thirty grand a week, yeah. But you understand these guys have signed contracts on seventy and eighty thousand pounds, so they're used to that sort of money. So it'll be interesting to see how Celtic can get this deal over the line because if it was just a case of Southampton were quite happy to let Celtic have them, Celtic's ha- happy to take them, Fraser Foster's desperate to come back to Celtic, it have all been done and dusted by now. So it obviously tells you it's all down to finance. Brian? Yeah. You happy with that? I'm um- no, I'm not sure that it's just down to finances. I mean, no. I, I do understand. No, I don't. I don't think it's just down to finances. I think that Celtic could recoup. I think it was like in the twelve million sort of um, from Southampton. I think they'll be hanging out to get a fair chunk of it back. I really don't. I'm not saying that Fraser's saying, "Oh, you know, I'm worth seventy thousand pounds." That's you're worth seventy thousand pounds in the money. The most financially inflated leagues in the world you know like I mean Joe yeah but Stoke's if he's been been paid 70,000 in that league is he going to take yeah. 35,000 yeah. and also yeah, Brian, Brian not, you've just you, you, sorry you've just said that he thought it wasn't down to finances and yet you said Southampton are waiting maybe to get a chunk of the money back so it is, this deal will yeah. be down Celtic to finances Celtic paid 10 million for him he's not worth 10 million probably now in terms mm. of he's a bit older He's not got his long left on his deal. He wasn't playing at Southampton. Mm-hmm. But will he have caught the eye of other clubs from his performances with Celtic last season as well? And yeah. He could have Allison's, but I've just got I've just got a feeling just you know, you, you got a feeling for players when they get interviewed and you read articles in the papers and stuff like that that you know, they're happy at a club. I would I would probably say Fraser Foster 
If all the, the boxes could be ticked, we'd certainly, you know, be delighted to be back at Celtic. Of that, there, I have no doubt whatsoever. But I do, and unlike Brian, I do believe it's all about finances, whether it's Southampton wanting, you know, a decent uh, um, fee for them, uh, whether Fraser Foster's not prepared to take that size of a pay cut, uh, Celtic not prepared to pay the, the wages that Fraser Foster's looking for or the fee that's... So there'll be a lot of discussions going on in there because if it was just plain and simple... This would be over the line because mm. Celtic are desperate to get him back. It's as simple as that. So there's a lot of discussion still to go on and I think that every Celtic fan hopes that he does come back to the club. Thank you to Brian for his call. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Lindsay. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Alison Conroy, through until seven o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard as Celtic um, get Mohamed Ilianusi back on loan for another season. You can give us a call, 01419511025. Michael in Greenock's on the line. Hello, Michael. Hello, Alison. Thanks for taking my call. Hello, Gordon. Hi, Michael. How are you? Uh, I was just wanting to phone about it. I heard the last Celtic supporter and he was going on about uh, Big Fraser. Yeah. We've got to get we've got to get Fraser Foster back, but first and foremost, that's a great signing. Mm-hmm. Celtic's done a day again. Elanusi, what a player this boy could be! This boy could be anything. I watched him against. I had my boy at Hamden, and he had a great game against Hibs in the five-two game, League Cup semi-final. Yeah, I think I think the, what Hamden was just a, a, a bit of oh, injuries and stuff like that. But I totally agree. I think that uh, he's he's a he's very very good talent indeed. Um, I think he's a very positive player He's got good pace about him uh, I just think he's he's been a real decent signing for Celtic I think that's a big plus for Neil that's right, You know, because it, it does give a bit of competition Because I think that Neil really likes the lad Johnson, Mikey Johnston mm-hmm. He really he, yes, he thinks Yes, great player Yeah, but with Elian Rissley there That is such competition for that one space So, no, mm-hmm. I, think, I think Neil Lennon will be delighted with that tonight Could I come back in again, Alson? Of course you can Right, about Big Fraser, as I say, Scott Bain, if, if he'll do a good job for us, I like the boy, and all the best to Big Craig Gordon, he done magic for six years, what a player, he was magic, but Fraser has got to be put in there for the start of the season, he helped us last year, but Ralph Hassan-Hooty, he's thinking now, because Fraser Foster had a super season up here against Lazio, against the Rangers, all the saves he was making That's how he's looking for 10, 12 million pounds For the big guy If that big guy was sitting down there on the, I just said to my dad On the bench He wouldn't have gave a monkeys About that big guy That guy could have been put out the door Down there for nothing mm-hmm. Just to get, get short his 70,000 pound wages And I don't think it's all about money For Fraser Foster Because according to Foster's men I told Lennon He wants to finish his career at Parkheat He wants to be in a place where he's wanted And that's where he's wanted what do you think, Gordon? Well, I, I, I totally understand that, um, you know, it's very easy for a club like Southampton to say, right, we'll get you off the wages, uh, you can go to Celtic. But if roles were reversed and it was Celtic that had the goalkeeper with the quality of Fraser Foster and Southampton were coming in, they'd bask in money. There's no doubt about that. So you can't... Celtic sell them for 11 million. Yeah, but you can't... Uh, that's what I'm saying. So you can't you can't be too hard in Southampton want to recoup some of that money back. Now, whether Celtic think that, say, it is 10, 11 million, which I don't think Celtic would be prepared to pay, 
Because uh, no. on top of that, he's still got to earn a, a, a fair wage. You wouldn't think Southampton would want back what they paid for him, no. though, because no, you know, he's older, he's not been playing. Actually, money it's getting, actually, money it's getting through a boot house, and that's what they're talking. Do you, do you know the, the thing is, it's, just, it's quite something. I think, you've, I think you've been right when you come on at the beginning with your point. It's the fact that he's come up here. Southampton will know how desperate Celtic are to, to get him. Mm-hmm. Now, they'll start high and think we'll try and get money back mm-hmm. there'll be a deal done hopefully for Celtic fans and Neil Lennon somewhere in the middle which Celtic maybe have to pay some money for him or whatever but I don't think it'll be top dollar but Southampton are holding the cards at this moment in time because they know That's right. that Celtic are desperate to get him in but especially with the fact that they're going for 10 in a row now mm-hmm. Fraser Foster in goals at the start of the season does that make Celtic a better team of course it mm-hmm. does Especially getting into this ten points, Gordon. Well, that's he is a terrific goalkeeper, and I think that's where both sets of fans with Celtic and Rangers have got because McGregor, I think, is a terrific goalkeeper as well. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it's so important for a team build from the back. Every great manager used to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, your goalkeeper, your two centre backs, your midfield player, your centre forward, and then just fill the jigsaw in round the round about it. Well, your goal. Your goal is your last line of defence, Gordon, isn't it? That's it. That's it. And you're right. He's a sort of a guy that you want a, as a defender. You want a guy that if if a player goes by you and he goes through in your goalkeeper, that you have the confidence that your goalkeeper is going to produce and get you. Maybe you've made a mistake. You want him to bail you out that mistake. You want him to help you. Well, give me guys like the quality of Fraser Foster. They certainly probably nine out of ten will pull you out the, mm-hmm. the hole that you put yourself in. All right, guys, thanks for taking my call. No problem, Michael. Thanks for giving us a call. 01419511025 is the number. I want to go back onto the lines again. Mohamed Ilianusi staying at Celtic for another season on loan from Southampton. Gordon, Rangers tweeting today as well. You know, we wondered what was going to happen with season ticket renewals because obviously fans aren't going to be allowed in straight away. It's going to be closed doors games. It's now looking like it could be October, mm-hmm. at least before fans can come back into the ground. Celtic have extended their renewals. Rangers today announcing that 40,000 plus have renewed for Ibrox and Celtics, well over 40,000 as well. Yeah, it's incredible, Alison. Uh, we talk about this football game, we talk about players, but it's all about supporters, mm-hmm. you know, and they're showing that. And you're right, they don't know when they're going to get back in. They don't know how many games they're going to get. Now, if you go and get a season ticket for the likes of Celtic Rangers, it's 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 a lot of money to a lot of people, yep. especially in difficult circumstances financially just now with people losing their jobs. So it just shows you the the support that they've got for their team. And for Rangers to have over 40,000 is incredible. What happens is these these people that go to Rangers and Celtic and they're loyal every season because of the fact of the season ticket, they don't they've they've probably sat in that seat for years and years mm-hmm. and years. They don't want to, to lose that and they'll try everything they possibly can to hold on to that. Now, they might have to just settle for watching the games on Rangers TV or Celtic TV just now to see what happens. But they're prepared to put their money up there and say, no, we're supporting the club and it just shows you how important this season for both sets both of sides. fans. The Rangers fans want to be there yeah. hoping that the Rangers stop the 10 the yeah. Celtic fans want to be there because they want to be there if Celtic win the 10 yeah and, and I just feel sorry it's going to be 
so exciting this season, mm-hmm. Alison. It really is from the kickoff. It's unfortunate that it this, is going to be yeah. behind closed doors but, initially. But I'll also mention, you know, as much as we praise Rangers and Celtic, there's other. You look at my club, Motherwell, for instance. You know, people out season there tickets are up actually at all most clubs, which goes against what you would expect to happen. But a lot of these fans, they want to support their clubs. When things are really difficult that, as well That's what they're called supporters They're real mm. supporters of the club and, and a lot of them will probably be sitting there And depriving themselves of other things Just to put their hand in their pocket And go and get a season ticket And I congratulate every single one of them And I feel, and as I said the other day there, I feel lucky and a little bit Honoured the fact that that's my job and I go to the games And I don't have to pay again mm-hmm. Or I'd be skint, thank God I'd be moaning every <laughs> sa- single week but More you, than normal. Oh, oh, exactly. But you've got to hand it out to these supporters who are digging deep in financial bad times and supporting their club. And well done to them. Let's go back onto the phones. And Jamie in Dumfries has given us a call tonight. Hello, Jamie. Yeah, hello. Hello. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Is he's all right tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you. You're you're a happy oh, man tonight, aren't you? Buzzing, buzzing. What a signing! Early doors as well. It's not like Celtic to sign somebody so early, but absolutely buzzing. For the signing, just need to get Big Fraser in now, then that's it. Would you be happy just with the two signings, or are you looking for a little bit more off Celtic for the start of the season? I'd be happy with the two signings. I think we're strong enough midfield. Mm-hmm. Celtic have got a strong midfield. They've got young boy Zorro in there as well. That could maybe come in, hopefully battle against Scott Brown in that bit of competition. Forrest, maybe another wee right winger to battle against James Forrest. Maybe Paddy Roberts or someone back there. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Celtic fans would accept that as mm-hmm. well. It is because Celtic fans, you look at Rangers. Rangers made what three signings. You look at Celtic fans. We're hoping, you know, every every day you're looking to see as our club signed another player. But they brought a player back that they know, and I've not heard anybody saying no. It's not a positive sign. Um, so I think the Celtic a good bit of business there. I would look at Celtic. Yeah, Fraser Foster. Would they have enough? I just think you need to get... Centre half, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe someone in there. I can understand the, the James Forrest thing and the, the right-hand side, but I think that there won't be a lot because I think Celtic will try and push out the boat out because Elianusi will not be a cheap option. No. Because people think that you're getting them in loan. Yes, you're you are. You're still paying a percentage you're, of their wage. And plus the fact you're paying a loan fee, Alison. And that yep. loan fee will be a lot of money. It won't just be a couple of quid. It'll be a few few bob to Celtic. Mm-hmm. So it shows you they've pushed the boat out for that. They'll push the boat out to try and get Fraser Foster. So it depends on how you know the club see it financially as well. Uh, and uh, they'll take it for there. I just think that Neil Lennon, as a manager going into this important season, I think he would want the two players in and probably another two. Neil Lennon yeah. had said that he would have been happy going into next season as you were. Now, yeah. if he was saying as you were, was he taking Mohamed Elianusi and Fraser Forster into that because that was his squad from last season? Well, he, he, he got to be. Yeah. Uh, because I think he'd be much happier going in with they two than, you know, starting the season without them. Um, so, uh, you know, another one that I look at and I would be pulling the start. This, this sort of, a, the argument goes with this and I, I can't understand it. The lad in Cham, for instance, people are saying, well, can we not swap him or what? I would he's keep... a real asset I at the moment. Was he 24? he's a terrific football player. I would, I, you know, I've spoke to some Celtic fans that would say, well, 
you know, if we have to get Foster in and we have to use in chat, I would have, there would be no way in this world I'd be looking to move him on. Jamie, I, how would you feel about that if Fraser Forster came back but Olivia and Cham went the other way? I don't know. Uh, and Cham's had really good games for Celtic, but there's a lot of competition in Middle Park and he's up against Tom Rogic when Tom Rogic's fit. As you say, player. when Tom Rogic is mm-hmm. fit. So it's a difficult one. They, they do Ryan have a close as yeah. well. Yeah, nobody's yeah, could play in there. Nobody's nobody's out. Ryan Christie's in there as well. Yeah, I, I totally understand that because I think Celtic have got a real strong midfield. Uh, but as as getting into a, a season is so important, then I think you've got to keep your best players for that season. Yep, and I yep. think and Cham comes under that bracket of being one of Celtic's best players. I think he's a terrific talent. This is the season I say as well. Not spent a lot of money in over all the years, Ken, when Rangers have been down the leagues. Mm-hmm. Maybe odds and Edward. I think it's about time. Splash a bit more money. This is a big season for the Celtic supporters. This is the thing we've been shouting about for the last nine, ten years. And this, this is the season to do it. If they didn't do it now, well, a lot of fans will turn back. I, start, I, st- I still say that, you know, people say splashing the money because Celtic have got money. We know that. But mm-hmm. it doesn't guarantee that. that the player will be right the difference with splashing the money for Celtic the now is they know the two players well they've got one in tonight essentially not taking as much of a risk it's as they a are risk. it's not a risk because they know injury's exactly. the only risk with it exactly but that could happen to any player yeah. at any time but they're bringing back two real good talents mm-hmm. Elian is a terrific player if he's fit so that's not a risk and I think Fraser Foster is certainly not a risk but as you say Alice and they can pick up a yeah. little knock or whatever but then, if you take the two out of the equation, so you, you, they are stonewall for me. You can go and spend as much as you want on another two players. It will not guarantee you that that 10 in a row because you don't know how they're going to settle in. Mm-hmm. How many players have come into Celtic and Rangers with terrific reputations, uh, you know, and everybody thinking, oh, this is the one that's got to make the difference and never made it. You know, they just fall away because of the size of the club and... You know, the pressures of having to perform, the competition, the, the, the fact that it's Scottish football, the foreign lads sometimes find that a little bit difficult uh, to settle into Scottish football. So the two that we're talking about, yeah, they're stick-ons. They're, they're no problem. All the boxes are ticked with them. But going and spending more and more money will not guarantee you that will get you over the line for 10 in a row. And of course, for... All clubs is about holding on to your best players as well. For Celtic, they want to hold on to odds and Edward Rangers. Alfredo Morelos reports today that he's reportedly rejected an offer from a Qatari side. You know, we, we don't know the, the truth in that. He said that he's happy at Rangers as well. Yeah, well, we don't know the truth in it. We've heard so many rumours about Morelos. There have been a lot of rumours over the years. Yeah, and, he, and he's still at Rangers, and that's. He's been for going, the Rangers fans, for Rangers, that's what it's about. He's been going to a lot of countries, Alison, but it's never happened. Yeah. I think Morelis, in his own mind, uh, if he was going to move from Rangers, would like to go to England. I mm-hmm. could be totally wrong, but I just get the feeling that's where a lad wants to test himself. Now, if you look at Rangers, and as much as I'll be divided here about supporters, and I know Morelis has had his troubles, the one thing that Morelis is a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Now, if you let him go... You have then got to replace the goals and you cannot guarantee that a striker is going to come into Rangers and knock in 20, 30 goals. It goes back to that risk element that you've been talking about. 100%. Now, I think for a season, 
Unless it's silly money And I don't see that happening for Rangers with Morelos I think for a season I think they've got to manage him if, To give themselves an opportunity um, I just think he's important The fact he can score goals Now the argument, and I can hear it People shouting at the phones That he's never scored against Celtic Totally understand that But he scores goals mm-hmm. It's as simple as that He's He's a handful sometimes with the manager. He loses his rag. The manager loses his rag with him. He's just got to handle him because it is an important season for Steven Gerrard. And me personally, if I was the manager of Rangers, I would keep him for another season. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Lindsay. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Clyde One's Super Scoreboard until 7 o'clock tonight. Gordon Dale joining me, Alison Conroy, in the studio. Let's go back onto the lines. Mark and Clyde Banks giving us a call. Hello, Mark. How you doing there? How's right. things all right? Hi, Mark. Um, how you doing there, Craig? How's things all right? Craig? Um, basically, with, it's just regarding um, the... I'm a Celtic fan, all right, but it's, it's just regarding the transfer. Mm-hmm. Strategy itself that are given it at the moment. It's regarding um, Fraser Foster going back to Southampton. I thought about Joe Hart coming in. I don't know where the, the money's coming from, the, the current situation. But um, what, what do you think on that one then? Like, I don't see Fraser Foster going back to Southampton and, and Hart coming in. Like, was that not is that not going to be a bad beer after I think for Joe Hart to come in? Well, Joe Hart's been, he's away from Burnley now, so he'll be a free agent. It would only be money. Uh, I don't know if it's just paper, you know, reporting and goalkeepers like the quality mm. of Joe Hart leaving a club. He's on, you know, he's a free contract. Um, it would just be a case of wages. Their number one priority is Fraser Foster. Uh, and they must be, you know, constantly in touch with Southampton, trying to get the deal over mm. the line. And if they want it bad enough, and nothing goes smooth at the beginning, especially when you've got a, a club that's quite prepared to sell, but they know that Celtic are desperate to have them. Celtic are desperate to buy Fraser Foster, but will not go over their budget. So negotiations take some time, and both Celtic and Southampton have got some time now to get this deal thrashed out. I'll be surprised if Fraser Foster doesn't end up at Celtic. Uh, but if he doesn't well, that, end up at Celtic It'll just be down to pure finance Well that's what I was saying Because see all of last season I mean the man kept us in In the game the full time And he was previously When he was working under Neil Lennon um, Basically You've got the likes of Lionel Messi And all that Kind of basically saying that He's the wall Do you know what I mean They couldn't mm-hmm. get past him So For the likes of Celtic Not to kind of splash out the cash I'd prefer to splash out the cash On a guy that We know who's going to do good for the club who supports the club and knows everything around the club? Yeah, but there's then, a, there's a limit there's a limit on splashing out the cash, uh, especially in the circumstances that we find ourselves under just now. Um, you know, Celtic, as much as they've got money and we know that, but they're certainly not stupid with it. Uh, they will try and yep. get the best deal they possibly can. Uh, Southampton yep. will try and get the best deal they can. And then it would be down to, you know, sitting down to say, you know, can they satisfy Fraser Foster's wages demands? So there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of talking to be done. There's not just a case of saying, right, we want Fraser Foster, what you want for him? Oh, we want 
15 million and Fraser Foster wants 50 grand a week there you go the deal's done it just doesn't happen like that because Celtic ah, and they're not in that market no not in that market another thing I'd like to clear up see Erlenusi is do you know if there's there's, there's been talk on social media that Erlenusi has agreed another a one term for Celtic for the next, for the next yeah, season yeah he's back for next season yeah, yeah he's back yeah Ah, he's back for next season. Well, that, that's a good thing, you know what I mean? Especially um, with the likes of James Forrest and that, because they can only progress and, and learn from the likes of they type of guys, you know what I mean? So, but at the end of the day, I'm not a better Celtic supporter, but I'd love to see better players and better people coming towards Scottish football. And there was also something to do with Steve McLaren coming to Dundee United. Have yeah. you talked about that? Yeah, he's in the frame for the job. Uh, I think he is Dun- one that's been interviewed. Yeah, he's been interviewed. Malcolm Mackay's been interviewed. So um, I think there's four in the frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Billy McKinley and the lad from Tranmere? Um, so there's a case of Dundee United will take their time and try and appoint the best man. Whether they're hoping to make an announcement later this week. Yeah, I think I think the sooner the better. Mm-hmm. They've, they've narrowed it down. Uh, they've spoken to the candidates, and it's just a case of saying, right, you know, can we we strike a deal? I'm sure Steve McLaren, being the ex England manager and working down south and the wages that he's been on, uh, I don't know if I don't know if Dundee United could probably match that, Alison. I would find that. I know that they've got a couple of quid up there, uh, mm. but they're ambitious. But I don't know if Steve McLaren would come up to Scotland for a you know a, a real pay cut. I know that people say, well, he's not working now, but when you're a manager that he's managed a few clubs... It goes back to the wages that we've yeah, just been discussing with a player. It's the same for a manager. They they have a level. They have a level, yeah. And they won't they, they don't drop below that level unless they, they think it is worthwhile. And McLaren's got a nice job there now. He's done a bit of commentary. He's, he's, he's doing a bit of work in football. So it's not like he's totally unemployed. So there might be a chance of him thinking, no, Scottish game's not for me. But he's had a chat with Dundee United and it'll be interesting to see where Dundee United go with the appointment of their manager. Um, is Malky Mackay, I know, you know, the game isn't on paper, we see that so often on paper, a better fit for Dundee United than, say, a Steve McLaren in terms of he's been up here for a while, he knows the players, he knows the game, he knows how it works a little bit better. Yeah, but there was reports today that McLaren had been uh, working for, was it FIFA? And he's been doing, he's been covering the Scottish Premier League as well. So he's been educating himself with the football up here. It doesn't matter the fit, it's a matter of you need to get into a club, you need to get the organisation, you need to make sure you're in charge of you know, running that club, picking the team, tactics, and also, the most important thing, you need to get results. It doesn't matter about the fit. You as a manager need to get results or you won't be there. Let's go back on to the lines. We've got Laurie and Dennison. Hello, Laurie. Alison, good evening. Good evening. Uh, can I speak to the People's Pundit, Gordon? Laurie, how are you? No bad, Gordon. Nice to talk to you, pal. How's your summer been? You too. My summer's been excellent. I'm just uh, waiting for my wee operation, but I'll just need to go on with the now, Laurie. Fantastic, I've told, Gordon. I've told uh, everyone. Uh, Gordon, incidentally, uh, as a Claret and Amber man, yes. uh, are you delighted personally to see that Stephen Robinson is remaining at Fir Park? Well, let me say, I lived just maybe a nine iron away from Fir Park and I was standing outside the doors making sure that we didn't lose our manager. So it's been a, a great week last week for me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm conscious of time. I, mm-hmm. We're almost at the end of the programme, so I'll make my points uh, quickly. I, I see the Rangers I have sold 
in excess of 40,000 season tickets. Yep. And Alison, as a historic season beckons for Celtic, it's nice to see that our rivals want to share that moment in our glorious history. Well, I said earlier, Laurie, that uh, in times, the now financial difficulties for a lot of people out there, uh, people are losing their jobs by the hundreds and thousands, um, to to dig deep and really go and support your club. And we said earlier in the show, shows you how important this season is going to be. I'm just, you know, a bit disappointed at the beginning of the season that these grounds aren't going to be packed with supporters, with excitement and the energy. That then they... if you flip it, you would rather have it as, as the season builds. If you had to have it one way or the other, of course, we want fans in the whole yeah. time, but you would rather at the end than... Oh, yeah, that. yeah. I'm sure we'll get fans back. I really, uh, you know, a bit... To, to go and pay your money and not even know what games you're going to get, Alison. As, as Laurie quite rightly said, the excitement yeah. between Celtic and Rangers fans this year is absolutely incredible. I can't wait for August the 1st, the season to kick off. I know it'll be behind closed doors. It will be a bit strange at the beginning, but at least it'll be football and hopefully keep our fingers crossed that you know we can get the full season going and get supporters back in gradually. Alison, can I make two quick points? Of course you can. Uh, firstly, I hope we are successful in securing the services of Fraser Foster. If we don't, then, you know, Celtic has endured as a club since 1888. I, myself, my father, my grandfather and his father before him have always been part of the Celtic family, uh, as are my three sons. So if we don't get them, Celtic will endure and the story will continue. In conclusion, what I would also like to say is that I, I do agree entirely with Gordon, what we were saying a few minutes ago there, about uh, Oliver and Sham. Uh, I don't think that Oliver and Sham should be used as a makeway in any deal to get Fraser Foster to Celtic. He is a superb player. He's an athletic specimen. Uh, he lends a hell of a lot to Celtic. Uh, and he's a marvellous athlete. So if Oliver and Sham were to go, I hope he's not used, uh, you know, as part uh, of any allure to entice Fraser Forster to Celtic. Regarding Mohamed El Yanoussi, a squad player, I don't share uh, the raptures that my fellow Celtic fans were going into earlier on. Uh, it will be an addition, a welcome addition to the squad, but I'm not running out to get Madria or buying boxes of confetti. Laurie, tell me then, who would... for Southampton in any competitive appearances. Just quickly, Laurie, who would you have then playing in that position? Would you prefer Mikey Johnston to El Yanoussi? Well, aye. Uh, I like me, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I think the youth is good to be given a chance. Don't get me wrong, uh, If we sign Mohamed El Yanoussi, uh, I'm happy about that. But I'm not going into raptures the way some of the other supporters uh, were earlier on because uh, it's one thing coming up here and scoring goals in the SPFL. It's another thing to do it down south. And he cost Southampton £16 million. Uh, and he's not put the bond in it doing there. So I'm not getting carried away uh, about Mohamed El Yanoussi. That's just my opinion. Well, that's fair, Laurie. That's what the game's all about. It's about opinions of players. I do agree with you and Champ. I like him. I think he's a terrific footballer. Uh, El Yanoussi, I think, this season could be a big player for Celtic. Uh, he had his injuries, but there's competition there with Mikey Johnson as well. 
And I think, as I said earlier in the show, you've always got to try and get two players, two quality players for each position, especially with this season coming up. Thank you to Laurie and Dennison for his call tonight as well. Gordon, as you would expect, Mohamed Elunus, he has spoken to Celtic TV. He says, it was hard to say no when he got so many messages of feedback, he said, since the league stopped, I've had a lot of positive messages from fans. This is not surprising. And they told me what they thought about me and for me to take another year. So he and says, I have to say that made the choice even easier. Well, you just tweet back and you tell him that he's got to, he's a lot to live up to because Laurie is watching carefully and uh, the, the jury's still out with Laurie. So I'll be interested to see what kind of season he has, Alison. Mm-hmm. Laurie's put a bit of pressure on him. Let's see if he can handle it. But in terms of players, when they know that they're going back out on loan again and they're, you know, the club and and the player has to decide if they're going somewhere that they know the fans want them and they, they feel you know appreciated does does that help in terms of their performance when he probably feels he maybe does have something to to show because he did have that long spell out injured yeah i think i think he's he's lucky in the, the sense alison not 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 being disrespectful of southampton i know they're playing a far better league but if you go in loan and you go in loan twice and you happen to come to celtic mm-hmm. you know it's a massive club and usually uh you know, with other circumstances, it's fifty, sixty thousand packed in his Celtic Park. So I think it's been uh, it's been a good bit of business for both Celtic and the player because the player knows what it's all about now in Scotland. Yes, Laurie's a hundred percent right. I don't think he's set the head on fire in England with Southampton, i.e., why he's back out and loan. But I think in Scottish football, he'll be a real important player this season. Well, that's about it for tonight. Thank you to Gordon. Back out in the golf course tomorrow? First thing, Alison. First on the tee. Well, let's hope it is dry. Thank you for all your calls tonight and always thank you to you all for listening. I'm back tomorrow night with Roger Hanna. Callum Gallagher's up next. <laughs>